second half of the year. Government data show China's economy expanded by 4% over a year earlier in the final three months of 2021. That's down from the previous quarter's 4.9% and 18.3% in the year's first three months. Activity languished under pressure from Beijing on the real estate industry to cut debt levels that Chinese leaders worry are dangerously high. That is correspondent Jeremy House reporting Good news from major chipmaker Intel. It says it's going to invest $20 billion to build a factory in central Ohio in an attempt to help alleviate a global shortage of the critical chips used for everything from phones to home appliances. The announcement also signals the company's commitment to manufacturing crucial technologies in the United States. Breaking news and analysis at townhall.com. Jason Walker has a report for those thinking about popping the question. You can give your spouse to be a diamond that is literally out of this world. That is, if you have an extra, say, seven million bucks just laying around the house, Sotheby's Dubai auctioning a 555 carat black diamond, one believed to have come from outer space. The gem was shown off this week in Dubai and later in Los Angeles. That's correspondent Jason Walker reporting. Today in history, it was on January 22nd of 1973, the U.S. Supreme Court, in its Roe versus Wade decision, declared a nationwide constitutional right to abortion. 1901, Britain's Queen Victoria died at age 81. And in 1947, America's first commercially licensed TV station west of the Mississippi, KTLA, went on the air. More of these stories can be found at townhall.com. I'm Bob Agnew. Portions of this program are pre-recorded. It's Eye on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman Real Estate, and you're listening to Ion Real Estate. Uh, of course, we're the only show on talk radio that is all about real estate and covering every aspect of real estate. And of course, real estate was always a hot button. Everybody wants to know about real estate. I always say it's the universal language. But with COVID, it really even exploded to a extents that I can't even I can't even digest yet. That's how busy everything is. We love hearing from our listeners, so please give us a call with any questions. Remember, if you have a question, so do a lot of people. So you're helping a lot of people have who have the same question. You can always call us at 866-970-9622. Joining us each week, of course, is Ace Wadasupar, who's the executive vice president of Citizens bank and Stephen Ebert who specializes in real estate law both residential and commercial Stephen is a partner at Kasson and Kasson LLP uh, we are so lucky you are so lucky to have a great team of experts representing every aspect of real estate 
have a question for any one of us, we love hearing from you and we love your questions. So again, you can reach us live at 866-970-9622 or you can email radio at dottieherman.com. Of course, you can always listen to past shows if you miss any part of it or you want to hear it again. Um, you can go to iTunes, search on Iron Real Estate where you can listen to past shows. Again, if you listen live, go to 970 The Answer, then click to the right where it says listen live. I really want to say special thanks to Citizens Bank for sponsoring Iron Real Estate. I almost tell you that Citizens Bank has the name Citizens because that's why the bank was founded, to help citizens, regular people like you and me, not just big corporations, although they do that too. Uh, last year, Citizens was the third largest lender in the Northeast. Um, and I can tell you, I have my mortgages out with them. They are the best. You can easily find more information on citizensbank.com, or you can call them if you prefer 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-800-922-9999. That's 1-800-922-9999. And again, citizens, I want to, we all thank you for your support. If you, um, I started a newsletter, so if you uh, would like to get my monthly newsletters at the latest news, you can get my latest newsletter at www.dottieherman.com. That's www.dottieherman.com. And of course, you can follow any one of us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and you can go to Facebook, I on Real Estate, LinkedIn. We are on all the social media that's possible. Um, and let me tell you something. That's such a big job to keep up with it. Uh, we have a special guest joining us at 11 o'clock. Her name is Vicki Schnepps. And she is, actually, I met her when she bought the famous Dan's paper in the Hamptons, which anyone who's been to the Hamptons knows there's a million papers, but there's no other dance paper. Dance paper's been doing it for God knows how many years. Actually, I did my first interview when I started in the Hamptons, and I opened what he writes, Who's Who in the Hamptons with Dan. And uh, she has that, and I'll let her tell you herself. She must have 25 different publications. So she'll be on um, at 11 o'clock. I think we have a short show today, so I think it ends at 1130. I'm just finding this out. So if you uh, have questions, call us early. In the beginning of the show, I always like to give you a little of what I think is very current. And um, a lot of you have asked me this, but as you know, home prices in, in, 22, in 2022 are forecasted to cool down but when I say cool down, we're cooling down after 16 consecutive months of price acceleration. So cooling down doesn't mean it's bad. It's still hot as a whistle. Um, last year, nationally, we grew anywhere from about 16 17% in price appreciation. That is a lot. And there's no way you can sustain that. So home growth for 2022, because everyone asks me that question, what do you think? What do you think? Should I buy now? Should I wait? Um, is likely to average in, in many areas about 3%. Certain areas could be up to 5%. It all depends 
first of all, again, on supply and demand. And I think we've said on every show that across the country, we have a limited supply. We have a lot more demand than supply, which really puts you in a seller's market. And we don't see that changing. New, even a new construction, they have backlogs uh, and massive delays. So if you're building a new home, don't expect it to be built exactly what they tell you it's going to be. And that's, uh, you know, they're getting a hard time getting supplies and things. And then people ask me, well, Dottie, if mortgage rates are going up, and Ace is going to talk about that a little bit later, uh, how is that going to affect uh, the market? Um, and as, as rates go up, um, and they don't, we're not expecting them to go up to uh, ridiculous numbers, uh, buyers might pull back a little, maybe a bit, but truthfully, there are so many people looking to buy, and there's so little inventory, I don't think it's going to make a big, big, big difference. For those of you who wrote to me and say, Dottie, are prices declining? Will they decline? And I tell them, although I'm not Houdini and I can only go by what I see, doesn't look like that's happening anytime soon. I think prices will go up a little bit. And remember, the average price appreciation in, in, in a year usually is about 4%. So I kind of took a look into and I did a little research on the next five years. And again, not a science. But it doesn't look like it's going down. It looks like they're going to stabilize and go up like a normal rate. So if you find something that you like, I would not say, well, let me. And I hear people say that. Well, maybe I should wait till next year. Maybe the prices will go down next year. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. If you find something you like, you should grab it. Okay. You can never time real estate. Because 2023, prices are expected to still remain high. Um, so remember, the New York eviction moratorium ended. Um, and remember something else. We don't have foreign buyers. I mean, there was too many restrictions. A lot depends on COVID and how you know, what COVID does. And we've done like, it's been the best years ever with COVID, but that limited foreigners from coming to the market. So remember that we also have foreigners that have really been almost out of the market. And as soon as things clear up, which uh, your guess is as good as mine, uh, they're saying that COVID might kind of slow down in February. Well, I'm hoping they're right, but who knows? I'm hearing a lot of things they said weren't right. So, uh, but when foreigners come back, that's even more people. The states that are expected to see the highest growth this year are Florida with a growth of 10% or almost close to 11, South Carolina, Maine, Louisiana, and believe it or not, New York and Wyoming. And New York, uh, looks like the prices are going to appreciate at least 3 to 4%. So rents also increased, and they were led by, again, Miami, Phoenix, and Dallas. Real estate investment trust, if you happen to be an investment trust, uh, they're also doing great. So remember, there is still a pent-up demand 
and a little depends on, you know, there's some things that we just can't know and I'm hoping that the virus so that we've seen the, the, the worst of it, I'm hoping, okay? Uh, I don't know what your guys' opinion are. Um, we think we're going to see more virtual buyers. We see, and I think last year I said, listen, I don't recommend anyone buying virtually. And I still really don't. Um, uh, maybe if you know the area, you know everything about it, you know the street, um, maybe because the virtual tours are really, really have gotten like real. I mean, you can touch them. Um, but we do expect that to, to continue and we expect that to grow. What's your read? Now, as far as uh, major New York City offices, a New York New York City companies uh, in the city suggest that the, the this variant is pushing back and altering return to work plans. So, you know, they were everybody was coming back to work, then we got the sex, so now people are kind of a little some people are weary about it, and everyone feels differently about it. Uh, but across the boroughs, various industries found that twelve percent of the companies have mandated employees get vaccinated and boosted by specific dates. So Look, I really think most people that I speak to, they like the fact that they didn't have to go into work every day. Uh, but the same token, there's nothing that replaces personal, you know, personal interaction with people where you come in and you talk to your co coworkers and the people and, you know, you share information. And, you know, I don't think you, you know, you can do that through Zoom, but it's just not quite the same. So, offices having trouble, but they're coming along. New York City leasing recovery has been fueled with piles of landlord cash. So, if you were looking to lease in New York City, it was a good time. Owners of the country's most expensive offices were luring occupants with massive incentives, with the average cash payments given to Manhattan tenants doubled what they were five years ago. Don't look to get that now because rents have really caught up. Um, rents have not changed since the pandemic, but the landlords are now receiving 20% less because maybe they don't lower the price, but maybe they'll throw in some extra months or some extra perks. Uh, but rents have really gone up nearly 2% and you know, and I would tell you, anybody that's looking in the city for a rental, they're close to what they were before the, the pandemic. So if you're looking for a rental, I would tell you, again, don't do it just to do it. But if you need to find uh, office rental, you should do it now. I wouldn't wait. I really wouldn't. Sales of Manhattan condos and co-ops. And I, I want to say this. Um, I think I have said this, and Ace, I know you've said it. We've probably told you, at least, we've been doing this show for, I don't know, maybe 10 years. And, of course, in the 10 years, there were good markets, bad markets, great markets, not so great markets. But any time Manhattan wasn't doing well, we said, don't bet against Manhattan. You will lose. I said that this year. I said that last year. And I'm saying that again. And I want to tell everyone in Manhattan. 
Manhattan really had a monumental comeback because they were hit very hard. Things were really close up. I was in Florida last year at this time, and everybody was here. There was everyone from New York was here because school was virtual, um, so people didn't have to bring their kids back to school. Now schools are, you know, I think you have an option to be virtual or in 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 school, so it's not quite as busy, but. Manhattan really did a comeback. Fourth quarter sales, which was, you know, the last quarter, co-ops rose to their highest annual fourth quarter total in 32 years. Now, if I had ever told you, Ace or Steven, gee, we're going to have this pandemic that we never heard of, that's going to kill people, that's highly contagious, and we are going to still have the highest fourth quarter in sales in New York City than we've ever had in 32 years. Would you believe me? I don't think you would have. I don't think you would have believed me at all. Um, the number of Manhattan listings fell significantly. So when there's not enough inventory and you have very little inventory, and you have more buyers looking for things, you get a seller's market, okay? But um, remember something, we saw more deals involving bidding wars since 2018. And again, sales in the third quarter also hit a 32 year high. And it's kind of really mind boggling. Prospective sellers will be encouraged. Prices for apartments are up to 2019 levels. So if you're looking for an apartment now, it's back to the levels that it was in 2019. Now, I would say in some of the suburbs and some of the places outside of New York that they're higher than 2019. But we're back to what we were right before the pandemic, which is an amazing comeback for New York. Few sellers have in the fourth quarter have slashed prices. More than seven out of ten sales saw no change in the asking price while the property was on the market. And that's according to Jonathan Miller, who is the master of doing um, market reports. The number of sales in Manhattan apartments increased. Listen to this. 86.4% over the fourth quarter of 2020. The median sales price was up 11% to $1,165,000. And uh, they're beating, well, the prices are beating 2020 now. The number of people buying new condos nearly doubled from the same period two years ago. And it looks like they're grabbing deals and whatever they can get. And I'm, I, I want to ask Ace and Steve, do you think that the pandemic and people being at home and not able to do much really took a hard look at their home because they really was no else place to go and decided, well, this is wrong, that's not right, or maybe this is too small, these kids are annoying me. Do you think that that's what, what spurred this on? What you, what, I mean, do you find it almost mind-boggling how much things have really come back? Oh, Dottie, you know, I, I think it's, 
it's definitely an, an, an emotional um, state, right? People were talking about the pandemic and the recovery period that it's going to take at least five years, especially in New York. And then you had everybody stuck in their homes, you know, in their four walls. And you realize, oh, my goodness, I never realized being home with the kids, working from home. And, you know, I hear all the time uh, colleagues of mine at, at Citizens saying, you know, Ace, when I'm on the phone to my clients and, you know, the kids and, and, and everybody's running around, it just feels like they're right there, even though I'm, I'm on the second floor, right? So I think you definitely felt um, a need for more space. You definitely felt a need for a more space outside. Um, as you couldn't really go anywhere either, Dottie. So that's why you see such a huge influx into the, into the su- I guess, um, suburb marketplaces. And then in the city, you know, people just realized that it was a little bit smaller than what they, what they were used to because you're not used to being at your home 24-7. Um, so people were looking for larger bedrooms, things of that nature. People moved out. They went to Florida, which I hear that you're, you're down in West Palm right now. And but I, but I believe, I truly believe there, there is no place like New York City. So people there miss isn't. the city. They miss, they miss the hustle and bustle. And they're all moving back. And that's why you see such an influx in Manhattan right now of folks looking to buy. You know, I was, I was out to dinner with a... At the highest level. Yeah, I was out to dinner last night at, with a, a few couples of, that I met for the first time. Somebody that I know invited me. And they were all from New York. Uh, and very successful people and they have bought homes in Palm Beach or areas of Florida but they they all called me listen we like it and we love it here for three or four or five months but we just can't stay away from New York hi folks this is Jerry Crowley general manager at Salem Media Group in New York I want to tell you about a terrific opportunity we have for two people to join us, one to sell digital advertising and the other to sell radio advertising at the radio station. Please drop me a note at jerry.crowley at salem.cc if you're interested or you know someone who might be interested in joining us. jerry.crowley at salem.cc. Thank you very much. It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. According to our latest research, local business owners today are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was just a few months ago. They also told us that targeting the right audience with their advertising messages is more important than ever. At Salem Surround, our team of local in-market experts take that seriously. We utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Let Salem Surround show you how we can solve for your marketing challenges by bringing nationwide resources while delivering Main Street solutions. Salem Surround is here to help you through the constant changes. We promise we'll help your business stay ahead of the changing weather. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. You've seen the headlines. New York is back. Businesses need skilled workers to keep this economic engine revving. Let us help you find the career you love. From workshops to resume development to upskilling and so much more, your DOL is an arsenal of resources to help you take your career to the next level. It's time we all get back to normal and back to work. 
Visit on.ny.gov slash nyjobs today. Sponsored by the New York State Department of Labor. If you love Broadway, movies, and music, then tune into Broadway at the Russian Tea Room, Sunday afternoons at 5. Host Rob Taub interviews the biggest stars, writers, and directors, plus film and theater critics, along with people behind the scenes, from doctors and fitness experts to casting directors, stagehands, and dressers. It's the only show of its kind, and it's right here on AM 970, The Answer. Ready to go? Yeah! Mom, I'm hungry. Can I have a snack? Me too, Mommy. You want a snack? Yeah! Got it? Children learn from our behaviors. Mommy, can you open this? Alright, hold on one second. Okay. Okay, here. Thank you. They learn what is okay from the adults they see. Mommy, are you on your phone? If you're a distracted driver, chances are. They will be too. What kind of driver are you raising? Funded by the Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Want more AM970 The Answer? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am970theanswer.com or download our AM970 The Answer app today. Just go to the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM970 The Answer. George head back onto the road to visit ACC frontrunner and sixth-ranked Duke Saturday. Hi, I'm Matt Park. Join us for Orange Pregame Saturday, 11.30 a.m., tip-off at noon on AM 970, The Answer. New York's home for Syracuse University basketball. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. Hi, this is Dottie Herman. You're listening to I on, on Real Estate. Uh, we were talking about the comeback of New York, but before I finish talking about that, um, do we have a question from Rick from Atlanta? Is he still on the line? Oh, hello. Dottie, I'm Hi, here. Rick, How are you, you doing? I can hear you. I'm can good, you hear Rick. Me, How are you? How is it in Atlanta? Great. It's not as cold as New York. That's Listen, for Dottie, sure. I want to ask you <laughs> and the Legal Eagle and the others questions about with Corona COVID. If you look in the papers up and down the East Coast, uh, up in your neck of the woods especially, there's hardly anything available. There used to be 30, 30, um, 30 advertisements. There's no, there's only three now. I think it's a combination of people, landowners being afraid to open their homes and lease rent if they live in the in the, in the building, and people who have apartments they're, they're not going to give them up, and it's a terrible situation. Do you know how long this is going to last? And also, Dottie, you know this is a really hurting American veterans because 50% half of the homeless men and women in America are American veterans. God help them, and 13,000 American veterans suicides every year. There's a lot of discrimination against American veterans, especially with housing. Well, l- let me let me just say it? this, and again, I, 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 all I can tell you is, 
I really don't see that. There's, uh, I know Douglas Elliman had its best year ever, and if I talk to my competitors, um, in New York City is on fire. Now, if you would have asked me that question a year ago or a year and a half ago, would I have thought it would have come back this quick? No. But I knew it would come back. And truthfully, um, I don't know, you know, everyone reads different things, but we're right there. I mean, Ace, Stephen, and myself, we're, we're, we're in the city all the time. We're at work. We see what's going on. And New York has really come back. Now, is everything perfect? No. Is it freezing there? Are we having a very cold winter? I think so. Uh, but it's not, you know, I think it's not stopped people from buying anything. We've really come back to our prices that were right before the pandemic. And truthfully, I think 2019, right before the pandemic, I don't know if you would agree with me or not, Stephen and, and, and uh, Ace, but our high-end market had really, I thought, kind of, reached like a point where it was steady, but it wasn't going to rise that much more. It was at its place. So, you know, we're seeing all good things, but thank you for your input because, but we're telling you from experts. I mean, Stephen or, or, or Ace, have anything that you want to add to that? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, unfortunately we got to go also to the next person because, you know, in the interim, we got also some texts as well. Um, so, you know, gets to move on to the next subject. But that, that is, you know, not the case. Um, we're, we're seeing, you know, a market that's moving. Uh, we have clients um, from all different makes uh, of life. And, you know, you know, discrimination is something that's taken very, very seriously. And being a, a veteran status, uh, particularly Vietnam uh, era veteran status, is actually something that is protected against discrimination. So, um, you know, I, I think we're in a good. I think we're in a good place when it comes to that way. Um, I think also what we are seeing to focus on, you know, is that there's you know been a great increase in activity, um, and and I think that's something to really keep in mind. Um, I think people look at a confluence of events. Um, you know, I, I do think, as you mentioned earlier, you know, that while. We've had some, you know, news about Omicron lately. It, it does seem there's a lot of articles very recently about probably having reached peak. Um, there was a nice article in Philadelphia uh, about their numbers, and even in New York also um, about where things are trending. And you put that together um, with just some of, you know, the economic news and thinking about rates. You know, I think we have a very active market. Yeah, so let me just say this. The median sales price for co-ops in Manhattan is 800000 up 6.4%. And condos um, at, at 1750000 up 4.5%. And Douglas Elliman also releases, you, you can go to uh, the website and look under Douglas Elliman and find all the new contracts and all the reports. Um, and And townhouses, uh, which, you know, really were, they make a very small percentage of the market in New York City to begin with, but, you know, they were not the hottest thing on the market, and they, of course, went crazy because people wanted to be, have space and be by themselves. So when people said New York City is dead, 
the city sale numbers are perhaps the final words to everyone who said New York City was over because, again, I'm not Pollyanna. All of us report it the way it is, okay? But it, it is by no means dead. Um, the report highlights the strength of the luxury and the ultra-luxury segment, including numerous deals for more than $30 million in Midtown, the West Village, and Tribeca. Um, you can call it a monumental comeback, okay? Manhattan is experiencing one of the greatest real estate markets ever. Uh, they did $30 billion in sales volume and over 16,000 contracts signed. Uh, so Manhattan may be a seller's market, but buyers are looking to take advantage of cheap money before interest rates hike. Uh, so, Ace, you want to give us your foresights on those interest rates? Dottie, so right now rates are currently at 3.5%, so a, um, a pretty large increase considering rates were just at right around 3% about three weeks ago, uh, Dottie. So experts are saying that an economist and the Federal Reserve actually came out and mentioned that they would raise rates possibly about three times in 2022, but towards the latter, the latter part of the year, Dottie. So we have a little bit of time, but it seems seems like right now, you know, signs are really trending towards an increase in rates by the end of 2022, close to the 4% range with, with, with some experts. So not concerning, not alarming, Dottie, considering we were at an all-time low for so many, so many years now. And I think every, anyone that refinanced, um, had an opportunity to refinance, but, you know, increasing rates from now, three and a half to 4%, will will take into effect on folks' uh, monthly payments for sure and buying power. And when do you, when do you anticipate, do you have any idea of when do you think that's first going to happen? Uh, the first rate hike they're saying can happen as early as July or August. Saudi, but again, you know, there's a lot of different factors. Uh, the yes. Federal Reserve tapering off of their um, purchases of mortgage-backed securities will definitely uh, play into that. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, look, Saudi, we've been t- we've been telling folks on the radio show for the last four or five years that rates have to go up, and look how low they've stayed. Right. So we never have a crystal ball, but this may be the time to, if you were ever thinking about buying or refinancing, uh, don't. You know, do not lose this opportunity or, or window as it may not be that much longer. So definitely call us, call the show um, at one eight six six nine seven zero nine six two two, or email us and, um, you know, just educate yourself, everybody. So Right. And just really, to give really you, and again, I, when I talk about high end, I, it's not that we don't do everything, but there's, you know, but when I tell you that if you, if you follow things, whether it's New York or any market, you know, look at where the people that have money are, are buying. And just to give you some concrete evidence, there were 25 contracts signed for homes asking over $4 million in Manhattan. Now, January, usually by the time, you know, people come back from vacation and then they get their kids back to school, it's not usually the busiest month. The number one deal... For a townhouse, which was on Downing Street in Greenwich Village, 
after five, I think four years, this was on the market, found the buyer, okay, asking, it was most recently asking $15.7 million, and it's a gut-renovated 8,000 8, and change, 8,200 square foot residence with five bedrooms, five full bathrooms, that sold. Two-bedroom co-op at East 73rd Street, listed for $12 million. The next price is to go into contract, went to contract last week. Um, listen to this. I mean, you're going to really find, I mean, I want to kill myself when I listen to these things because I haven't, I'm not that big a risk taker. Billionaire investor Daniel Ock has sold a Manhattan penthouse overlooking Central Park for close to $190 million, And let me say that again, for close to $190 million, roughly would double what he paid just over two years ago. Okay, so this man bought this condo two years ago. He just sold it and he basically doubled his money. The sale is one of the most expensive ever completed in New York. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. You don't want to miss what's in store for you at Harrah's Resort in Atlantic City. It's the 7th Annual 21st Century Drug and Violence Prevention Training Conference put on by LEAD, Law Enforcement Against Drugs. As a community, let's come together as one and help develop our youth into leaders of tomorrow. LEAD partners law enforcement agencies with our educators, community leaders, families to create programs that deter youth and adults from drug use, drug-related crimes, bullying, and violence. They are committed to reinforcing the mutual respect, goodwill, and relations between law enforcement and their communities. Exactly what this country needs. Registration is available for the three-day conference at Harrah's Resort in Atlantic City, March 20th through the 22nd. Sign up at leaddrugs.org. That's lead, L-E-A-D, drugs.org. Help bring law enforcement and our community together during these difficult times. Sign up for the 7th Annual LEAD Conference today. If you want to make a difference in your life that impacts you for years to come, then it's time to stand with Israel by going there. Consider the thrilling excitement of joining nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka and renowned author and filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza on the Stand with Israel Tour November 30th through December 9th, 2022. Journey through the Holy Land with two of the most respected political commentators of today. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour. You can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float on the Dead Sea, and take a boat out into the middle of the Sea of Galilee. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to reserve your spot or call 855-565-5519. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com or call 855-565-5519 to book today. Route 22 Toyota. All right, Alex Kinsella, he wants you to know that due to the current landscape in the automotive industry, your current vehicle has never been worth more. That's right. Alex told me that he's paying overbooked value for all makes and models. So get over to Route 22 Toyota in Hillside, New Jersey right now and find out how much your vehicle is worth, whether you lease, finance your vehicle, or own it outright. It's worth more now than ever before. Alex says it does not matter if you purchase or lease a new vehicle. They're offering overbooked value for any make or model. Supply is low, which means your vehicle is in demand. And our friends at Route 22 Toyota, they are making it worth your 
your time. It's 973-705-8905. You speak to someone on Alex's team, you get more than ever before for your current vehicle. The address at Route 22 Toyota is 109 Route 22 West in Hillside, New Jersey, 973-705-8905. Or start here, please, Route22Toyota.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. Local business owners are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was a few months ago. Let Salem Surround help you today. Our team of local in-market experts will utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Salem Surround is here to help you achieve success. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. We're back. And, of course, you're listening to I Am Real Estate, and we were in the middle of talking about New York City's big comeback and interest rates. And um, as I was, um, we had a commercial, but I was in the middle of telling you that New York sold a $190 million condo, and it was purchased two years ago, and the man sold it for $190 million which he roughly paid half of that. Uh, The sale is one of the most expensive ever completed in New York. It's a four-bedroom penthouse. It spans to about 9,800 square feet, and it's at 220 Central Park South. Uh, Mr. Oak paid roughly $93 million for the apartment, plus approximately $2 million for a one-bedroom unit on a lower floor. Um, I guess for his help or whatever he wanted that for. Uh, It is unknown. We're not sure if that unit was included in the sale or not, but regardless, it really doesn't matter. At the time, Mr. Oak had already relocated to Florida for tax purposes and planned to use the home as a pair to tear. Now, I don't know about you, Stephen Ace, but I would be lovely to have a pair to tear uh, for 190 million, that was 10,000 square feet. Okay, okay. So, I mean, a piano tear usually is a smaller, a little apartment that you stay in, but it's not usually primary residence. But I guess when you have that kind of money, you can have a piano tear that big. Um, Mr. Oaks was the founder of Oak Ziff Capital Management, and he still owns a penthouse nearby at 15 Central Park West, which he listed for 57 million. In 2019, he took it off the market about five months ago and sold this. And uh, this looks like it was the most expensive deal so far in New York. Uh, Last year, Joseph Tsai, the co-founder of an e-commerce giant and the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, paid $157.5 million for two apartments at that building. The building still holds the record for the most expensive homes ever sold in America. 
The record was set in 2019 when hedge fund Ken Griffith paid $238 million for an apartment there. So say what you want about New York and listen. Okay, very few people have that money. And I'm not saying it's a kind of just too, you know, what the multi-billionaires do. But when you, I always look at, you know, what do smart people do? What are, what are people that I think are smart, that are intelligent? What kind of moves that they're making? Now, I don't care how smart you are. People always make mistakes. But when you look at what people are buying in New York, Obviously, if they thought the city was dead and it wasn't going to come back ever, they wouldn't be doing that. So that's, uh, that's what I see happening in New York. Now, as most of you know, cash is king. So if you have cash and you're in a competitive situation, whether it's in New York or any other place, I would suggest that you give an all-cash offer, okay? It's a challenging, even scary time in New York City right now uh, because of their shortage of apartments. And you don't want to get lost in the crowd if there's a lot of offers. So cash offers always are the best. And, uh, we love mortgages, but remember, if you have a cash offer, that means that you don't have to go through a bank. There's no chance that you're going to get declined. Uh, they don't care about your credit because it's your money. So basically, if you have a cash offer, your home is basically sold. Unless somebody dies. Okay. Is there any other reason other than that, Steve, that you could think of? Unless somebody dies, that if there's a cash offer... Yeah, I mean, look, the uh, you know, it, it's great to always get a cash deal. You know, it, it's it can speed up the process. It solves you know certain problems. You know, obviously, you want to make sure that you understand that people really follow what a cash offer is, right? When you think about it, um, there's really three scenarios, right? Somebody can get a mortgage, but have a contingency for mortgage, which, on its most basic level, means. They try to get the mortgage, and if they can't get it, the buyer can get out of the deal and get their deposit back. The other extreme, which we're talking about, a cash offer, is where someone truly has the money and can write a check. There's a middle scenario, which sometimes people call a cash offer, but it's not really a cash offer, where they're getting a mortgage, but it's not contingent. Meaning, if, if, you, if it's not contingent, the buyer takes the risk. And in worst case, on penalty of losing their deposit, if they um, don't get um, the uh, mortgage, they could risk that. So those are the, really the three options that are out there. And it's important because a lot of times people then say later on, oh, what's the difference? I'm taking the risk anyway. Because ultimately it matters what you're thinking of from the point of view of timing, of you know, what other parts of the transaction do you care about. Money is obviously very important where there could be other terms that you care about, too. It's a very important pass, parse that out. So, I mean, if you have cash, I mean, obviously, you can always get a mortgage afterwards. If you have cash, I, I would suggest that that's uh, what you offer um, because if you're a seller, 
And if I were a seller, and again, I don't want to tell people what to do. Everybody has to do what's good for them. But if I had offers that were fairly close and one was higher, but it was not cash, all cash, um, I would, you know, depending on how much lower it was, but if it wasn't that big a deal, I would definitely opt for the all cash offer. Um, so that's one thing. Um, now, again, you don't have to worry about going through a mortgage and you don't have to worry about that a person gets stuck down or that timing becomes an issue. Even though, Ace, what would you say, a 90 day, what would you allow for closing, about 90 days? Um, around 60 days, Dottie. 60? So 60-day timeline, yeah. 60 days is a good timeline. Okay, and, 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 and so it's probably the most, it's probably the most secure uh, way you can go. But cash offers are not the answer for everyone. And so if you um, have to compete with a cash offer, uh, what do you think you could do? Yeah, there's a lot that folks can do if you want to compete with a cash offer, right? Number one is get a pre-approval. Uh, number two, there's something Say that again loss. loudly. Yes, Dottie. So there's there's a couple things that folks can, can compete with cash offers, which is just being prepared, right? Getting a pre-approval before you even look at a home. Know what you can qualify for. That will, you know, really save a lot of time in terms of what type of price point you're looking at. Uh, how much down payment you can afford to really just tell the seller that, hey, you know, I can put 20% down, I can put 10% down. Second, there's, there's another product called Lock and Shop, where you could actually lock in your loan for 30 days and still have another 60 days to close. So you can get all of the ancillary things done in the beginning, lock in your rate, submit your W-2s, your pay stubs, your income, have the bank verify all things, get you that commitment letter, and then have 60 days to close. So there's a lot of things that folks can do now, Dottie, to really compete with cash offers. You just have to, you know, yeah. know what your options are and, and really right. speak to Now, again, officer. you should always ask your real estate attorney, like you should call Stephen, but Definitely. you can, in a contract, there is, uh, people put in uh, usually a stipulation and they put in what we call a mortgage contingency, meaning I'm offering this amount for your home, and if you accept it, I, you know, I'm going to buy it, except I have a contingency that if I don't get a mortgage, I can get out of that. So that is why when people take all-cash deals, they don't have to worry about somebody not getting a mortgage. Now, you can, if you chose to, write... You could have an attorney, and again, I'm not giving you advice. This you need to ask your attorney. But you can have a mortgage contingency clause in the contract uh, that says you don't, you're not taking a mortgage contingency, saying that I'm going to apply for a mortgage, but if I don't get that mortgage, I'm still going to go through with the house and pay all cash. So then, if you're a seller, like at least my opinion, if I was selling something and someone had that clause in that they wanted to get a mortgage, uh, they didn't want to utilize all their money, 
But if they didn't get a mortgage, they were willing to pay all cash. There was no mortgage contingency. That would be just as good as all cash to me. I don't know about you, Steve. Uh, does that how you feel? or? Yeah, you know. If you had a seller it, that it's, had it's, that kind of a clause? Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it, generally speaking, it all depends on the terms. And you always got to ask yourself what motivates the parties, right? I mean, obviously, on the one hand, if you're a seller, you want to get as much money as you can. But we definitely have other costs. We have certainty. We have timing. We have the ability to work with one another. Um, maybe there's also extraneous items about, you know, storage or furniture if you're dealing with a higher-end transaction. I mean, we closed the transaction earlier this week, and there was a substantial amount of um, equipment and personal property included. That can make a difference also. Um, so, you know, you look at the whole universe of terms and, as you rightly point out, mortgage and their availability funds is really important. Um, but look, we also have to, this time of year, be very, very careful, too. A lot of people who are in the finance community, um, it's, you know, bonus seasons being determined and being paid out. So you want to make sure that, you know, if you're dealing with somebody who, either is getting a mortgage or is saying they're all cash and they're dependent upon that bonus, um, that also that's factored in too. Is it certain? Um, right. And also when will they receive it? And will they look to delay the closing? You know, things like that. Now, I just want to make sure all our listeners know that if you put that clause in and you say, look, I'm going for a mortgage, but uh, I, I'll put in that if I don't get a mortgage, I'll pay all cash. If you don't go through with it, Let's just say you don't get a mortgage and you don't have the cash and you don't go, then you could lose your down payment. So it's something that you want to make sure you have the money to do. You want to talk to maybe your your accountant and, of course, your, your real estate attorney. And that's why I always tell you, use a real estate attorney like Steve. Um, but as a seller, that's kind of a solid offer. And as Ace said, pre-approval for financing, obviously... If someone didn't have pre-approval, unless I was desperate and I had no offers, I really wouldn't waste my time, okay? Um, Pre-approval for financing is important, okay? And you want to make sure it's current. And again, you want to make sure that your job, you know, they look at job history and how long you've been in a job. So if you're looking to buy properties, please don't go switch jobs in the middle of that. Um, no matter what, is there a chance you would lose your deposit? Uh, it depends on your contingencies. It depends on how the contract is written up. And so, therefore, I would suggest, as I always have, when you're buying real estate, do not use a divorce attorney. Use a real estate attorney. Uh, and use someone like Ace who really knows. I mean, God knows how many mortgages you put together. Another thing you can do. Um, I, I would not say that this competes with a all-cash offer, but again, if you're offering, you can offer more, and you could get less financing uh, because, uh, you know, the, if you're a seller, my advice to you is when you look at your deals, you can't only look at the price. Look at the price. Look at the credit. Look at the down payment. If somebody, the more somebody puts down the better chance they have of getting a mortgage. Ace, I was wondering if you could explain when a person puts down 
you know, signs a contract and the buyer and the seller agree to a price. And now they go into contract and they're uh, going to get a mortgage. The bank sends their appraiser into the house, correct? Yes, they do. Uh, so right after the contract is signed, the bank will agree to lend you based on your income, your assets, you know, either 90%, 80% of the home. And the reason why they send an appraisal in there is because they, will, they want to make sure that the price that you agreed upon is a, um, a price point that they're comfortable lending on, right? So they send a third party uh, appraisal company out there just to make sure that the price that you agreed upon is the price that they're, they're comfortable with, Dottie. I believe I hear a break coming up. At yes, the we have a break. Hour, we're going to so. finish up the subject. I mean, I've, and then we're going to have uh, Vicky Schnepps on. Uh, but I want to finish this. It's really important for everyone to know. We'll be right back after our break. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. It's Eye on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I Am Real Estate. I'm here with Ace West Corp, our financing genius, and uh, Steve Ebert, our legal expert when it comes to real estate. And we are talking, we have an abbreviated show, so it's done at 11.30, so if you have anything, you better call in quickly. Uh, but we were just talking, uh, I want to finish up because I have a great guest coming on. Uh how do you compete with a, an all-cash offer? So we said you can skip the mortgage contingency. Obviously, call up your real estate attorney and your accountant to make sure that you're able to do that. Because if you can do that, you know, if you don't, if you don't perform, then you can lose your down payment. Always, and if you're a seller or a buyer, if you're a seller, when you're looking at your deals, if you have multiple deals, don't only look at price. Look at the down payment because, as Ace was saying, the more down payment that there is, the better, the more solid the deal will become because the bank does send their appraiser to the property. Now, I'm not going to have time to get into this, but it's something that we can talk about next week. If you bid a little bit over and the, the bank appraiser might say, well, we don't think this house is worth 750000 We think it's worth seven hundred. That doesn't mean you can't buy it. And it doesn't mean you shouldn't buy it. It just means that they're going to lend you a little bit less money. And we'll talk about how you should evaluate that when it happens. Ace, that would be something really great that you could talk about next week. Oh, Dottie, um, so, next week, that, that, that is definitely a topic because it's happening more and more. 
um, Dottie, yeah. as, you know, folks are, are in bidding wars and just driving the price up maybe even quicker than what the last, um, you know, last sold comp is. So that's definitely right. a, a so topic Ace to talk next about next week. So Ace next week is going to talk about that and what you should do and why that happens and why it's happening a lot now. Okay, and it's not really the end of the world, but there's a reason it's happening. But we don't have a long show today, so I can't really get into it today. But next week, we'll be glad to talk about it because it's something you should know whether you're a seller or a buyer. Again, if you want to compete with an all-cash offer, you can bid higher than your competition. And again, if you're the seller, it's how much higher do they bid. If it's not a lot of money and you have a more solid deal, then I would take the more solid deal, but that's me. Um, it depends on the purchase price and who your competition is. Um, so, you, you, you know, you want to, when, you, when you're a seller, you want the broker to give you some information about the buyer, okay? You want them to give you, you know, the down payment, all the terms of the deal. And, of course, if you're a, se- a buyer and the seller has a date that they want to meet, like they, they have to be moving by a certain date, if you could accommodate them and be flexible with timing, that's a plus on your side if you're on the buying side. Um, and allowing the seller, I don't know if I recommend this or not. This is a Steve question, a Steve question, not for me to answer, but you can allow the seller to keep part of the deposit if the financing fails. If you have a mortgage contingency and you don't get a mortgage, you can put that they can keep some of that money. I don't know that I recommend that. I think that, Steve, maybe you could talk about that next week. Um, and we're going to talk about Absolutely. that whole bidding process because, really, it's, it's, a, it's a complicated. It's complicated. There's a lot, of, if a lot of bids come in and there are all different prices. The more information and the more solid information and the, and the less risk that this that the seller has is something that's very important. And as a seller, you want to know all the information, not just the price. Just remember that. Uh, do I have I I am pleased to um, have someone on the show that I I know for I don't know I guess I know her since she bought dance paper. Uh, Vicki Sheps. Vicki? Thank you. So happy to be with you today. Yes. Vicki, I had, uh, I, I, I ran into you in Palm Beach yesterday. I met Vicki in the Hamptons when she bought, as I said, the beginning of the show, uh, when she bought dance paper, which dance paper, there's a million magazines in the Hamptons. But there's no Dan's paper. Uh, Vicky is a powerhouse woman. She owns over 80 publications, over 80 publications. I don't know how she does it, including AM New York, Brooklyn Paper, New York Family, Gay City News, Caribbean Life News, Bronx Times, Long Island Press, Dan's Paper, just to name a few. And she is now launching a paper in Palm Beach. So, Vicky. Well, you do it with a great team, uh, Dottie. You do it with a great team. And my son, my son Josh, is my partner. So, you know, how blessed am I to be able to be creative? And he does. He's there for that. 
Oh, I know. Well, we talk about a great team also. That's uh, half the battle to have a great team. If you don't have the great team, even if you're great, your team has to be great. So that's certainly helpful. But, Vicki, still, I mean, that is a tremendous amount. How did you get started? How did this all happen for you? What made you go into this business? Uh, Tell us. Well, got it. Daddy, I don't have to tell you, you've been on a life's journey yourself, and I have been impacted. My very first child, Lara, was uh, brain damaged when, uh, within a few hours of her birth, she turned blue in the nursery and suffered irreparable brain damage. And that's when Lara came home, she seemed fine, but within a few months, we recognized she was having seizures. And so a journey began to find help. You know, we spent a year in every hospital trying to get an answer. And one doctor said, look, she's always going to be a three-month-old developmentally. Now you've got to find help, care for her. So we began the search of how we could help her. And we found a place on Staten Island called Willowbrook. And at that time, they had just built an infant rehabilitation center. And we felt in the, this was the early 70s, this was the only place of hope because of the therapies. And with great trepidation and a lot of tears, we brought Lara to Willowbrook on Staten Island in New York. And we um, had, I had wonderful friends, women who had these fabulous, you know, time in their life when they could be mothers and involve themselves in causes. And so they said, Vicki, let's start a women's organization for retarded children, WORC. And so when we brought Lara there, we began the organization to provide volunteers and to provide fundraising. But, Daddy, within one year, the budget was slashed. It was funded by the state. And the people, I was on a picket line with my lovely ladies marching and picketing. And my husband, a lawyer, was going the other route to file a federal class action lawsuit. But there was a cub reporter by the name of Geraldo Rivera who knew a doctor who snuck him into Willowbrook. And he brought the passion and coverage that no other news person ever did. And I'll never forget his words. I can show you the pictures. I can let you hear the sound. And Raldo's last words. But how do I explain the smell? And that is what Willowbrook had become. But through the coverage of the Geraldo every day, then I was on TV with Barbara Walters and with Sue Simmons and with Bill Boggs. Uh, we really got the word out and the file, filing of the lawsuit, which we won, closed down forever, Willowbrook. Today it's the College wow. of Staten Island. I, I didn't realize wow. that, Vicki. So you, got, you were part, responsible partially for a closing down Willowbrook? Well, absolutely. My husband's lawsuit, Murray Schnepps, with oh. the Civil Liberties Union, the class action lawsuit that changed forever how people with disabilities are served. And our organization opened up the first group home. It's now called LifeSource, and we have 50 group homes and serve thousands of people. And it all came out of Lara, but, you know, I said, one day I'd like to be in the news business, because look at the power of the press. Look what Araldo accomplished. And I met a man from the Daily News who's taken a buyout, and he had a paper in Astoria, and I lived in Bayside, and I said, John, in 1985, everything's gone co-op. When people own their apartments, well, they own their homes. It goes back to real estate, Daddy. They care about the neighborhood. Let's open a neighborhood newspaper in Bayside. And we did. In my living room, I worked one newspaper. 
and he saw it in my living room, $250 investment. Wow. Um, the journey these 35 years is still true. We are community newspapers, so we really relate to people who own their homes because that's their biggest investment in many cases. And so they want to know yeah, what's happening you know, in the neighborhood. I, I just need to say this uh, because you took a tragedy, a horrible tragedy. Obviously, you also made that into a positive because you prevented other children with disabilities from ever going through that. Uh, but you took all these hardships and you didn't become a victim. You despite it carried on and you built your business with basically nothing and the reason I say that which I have such respect for you not that I don't have respect for people who had money to build their business but I get a lot of uh, you know people that text me or go on my social media and they write well you know I really admire what you did blah 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 however you know I don't have this and I don't have that and I don't have this and I'm not saying that anything's easy in life and that, you know, that I have the answers to everything. But I would tell you, just I think as Vicky maybe and, and Ace and, 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 and Stephen would say, that if you're passionate about something and you're really passionate about it and you really want to do it and you're willing to take a lot of rejection because nobody ever makes it without a lot of rejection, just keep on going out there, and you know what? Sometimes strange things happen, and I think, Vicki, that's such a wonderful story. And, like, hats off to you. Not to mention that your papers are terrific. Uh, Thank you. Terrific. I Thank mean, you. Well, we demand excellence, so you'll love this story, Daddy. So the very first issue, we um, wrote all the stories. I wrote all the, you know, with John and I both the stories, took the photos, and we uh, went to a typesetter in those days to lay out the paper because we didn't do that. We just did the writing and the photography and the, what we'll have and sold the ads. Of course, I had to sell the ads. Who did I sell it to? I sold it to my brother. I sold it to my realtor. I sold it to my my uh, hairdresser. So we sold the ads, wrote the paper, and we bring it to the printer and these huge, massive web presses. And when we're on the, you know, at the printer's, they bring me the first run of the paper, and I see on the front cover there is a baby. We wanted it with our baby, and we had a picture of a newborn baby, and it was a black blob. So I screamed out, stop the presses. They did. And we went to the car, got the photo, reshot the photo, reshot the plate, recreated the webs, and about 2.30 in the morning, they bring me the paper, and they say, well, madam, are you satisfied? And I said, it's a run. So excellence has been something I've required from the first day of our actual first newspaper in 1985. Okay, now you, I hear that you're, you're going to start a paper in Palm Beach. Well, we're taking Dan's papers, which I follow my readers. You know, when I realized last winter when I was in uh, Hampton, I saw that all my readers went south. So I exactly. said to myself, well, why aren't we there, too? And me. So I have taught myself at the Colony Hotel in Palm Beach. And we have put out with my fabulous team, led by Tim Bolger and Ali DeBoer, my team in the Hamptons created the Dan's Papers Palm Beach. 
so that these stories, this week you'll see the paper both in Palm Beach, in the Hamptons, and Manhattan, because I call it the Golden Triangle, Daddy. I say my, my papers are the Golden Triangle. We distribute in the Hamptons, we distribute it in Palm Beach, and we distribute it in Manhattan. So the Golden Triangle is going to receive, the Palm Beach will be the news of this week's Dan's Papers, but we're calling it Dan's Papers Palm Beach. And it'll be all about the people here, all about what's going on down here, the restaurants, the photo pages. I love My it. Andrew Espresso is doing photo pages from here and putting them in, producing it there. And then we're shipping the paper down and we're distributing it in Palm Beach County. So we're going to start in Boca and go north, up the coast. And then we'll go up to Jupiter and then go into um, Wellington and then come down, of course, into Palm Beach. How so do you find the energy? My gosh, I really don't know how you do it. My goodness. I, that, that's <laughs> terrific. And I, 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 I have to tell you, I, I think kind of um, at Douglas Elliman, we had the same idea. We, we looked at where our, our audience was. And, of course, you know I started on Long Island. And then I opened yes. up in the Hamptons. And then when I opened up in the Hamptons, I said, my goodness, everybody in the Hamptons is from Manhattan. And we didn't have offices right. in Manhattan at the time. So that's when we opened Manhattan. And then everybody that's from right. Manhattan was going to Florida at some point or a lot. So we tried to put our brand where we knew our, our followers were. And I have to tell you, uh, the paper is a class paper. It's great. It talks about everything. And I I'll talk about everyone. Scotty, you know, the key like you, you put a personal touch on everything you do. Our theme is we're all about you. That's the theme of every single one of our 88 products that we put out in our wonderful Schnepps Media Group. Uh, this is we're all about you. And that's really why people read us, because it's about them. It is. It's great. And like I said, there's a million papers in the in the Hamptons. There's no other dance paper. That's it. I mean, that's. Well, I got a very, I got a very big compliment. Uh, it's the funniest thing you'll appreciate this study. We featured Beth Stern because she does a lot of the nonprofit work. Well, yes, she a lot does. of money for the Northfield Animal League. And I get a call from their PR people, and they said, Vicky, Howard Stern would like very much to have his art on the front cover of Dan's papers. So I said, well, you know, let me see his work, and I'll see if it fits. Because you know every single week, 52 weeks of the year, we feature an artist's work on the front cover of Dan's, the glossy cover. And so I said, let me see if it fits. Well, he sent me three pieces, and one was just spectacular. So I said, that one is a rut. We'll take that one. Well, we did. We put it on our front cover, and Monday, on Howard Stern's radio show, he says to his sidekick, do you know when COVID hit, I threw out all the papers, but I have to keep Dan's paper because that's my community newspaper. And you know what happened to me this week? They put my art on the front cover. This is bigger than getting an Oscar. This is bigger than getting an Emmy. This is wow. the biggest thing that has ever happened to me. <laughs> wow. That's such a so great story. It's a good reader and a follower and a, um, an artist. And so we look for wonderful artists that um, can really uh, represent the feeling of the uh, dance papers. And we've been blessed to have 52 weeks a year artists presented and, and profiled to encourage their great work. So I that know. was an example. So when, that, when can people me. look forward to getting that? You know, when do you think? Well, it's, it's already hit the stands on Friday. It's online at dancepapers.com. Because every paper we own, 
you know, people say to me, aren't paper dead? I said, well, I'd like to quote Mark Twain. The rumors of my demise are greatly exaggerated. So we are putting out <laughs> 600,000 newspapers a week across our board. Imagine 600,000. Yeah, no, so, no, yeah, you know, in the, in the real estate industry, I've been hearing it's the end of the real estate industry, it's the end of agents, it's the end of papers, it's the end of <laughs> advertising and papers. I have heard that for 20 years, and thank God I really don't listen. But I think right. that uh, myself and you, you and Ace and Stephen, one of the things that we all have in common, we're hands-on. And yes. I... Um, I had an experience when I was very young working for a company, which I will not name, when I was new and the executives really had no clue what was going on. And so when I started, the the guys that were working there for a long time said to me, Daddy, just say this and say that. You don't have to know it. They don't know it. They don't know it. Okay. And I said, I am never going to be that kind of person that doesn't Mm -hmm. know my business. Um, Mm -hmm. I might not know it as some of the experts that do specific things for me do. But I think that knowing the business, knowing everything about it, and Ace and Stephen, don't you, uh, aren't you on pretty much on top of your whole business? Like you know it. Of course. But I know who to go well, to many times. I'll say, I don't know something. And I'll say, that's above my pay grade. Let me ask somebody on my team to get you the right. I'm not afraid to say what I don't know. And I go well, to the source to find it. That's smart because I stay away from people who know everything. And I can even well, talk to true. Steve a lot, right, Steve? And I say, oh, because somebody will say, oh, Johnny, you know, I'm going to use my uh, son-in-law who is a, a divorce attorney because he will do it for nothing for me. I'm like, this is a big investment. Don't use an attorney that does something different. Do make sure you use an attorney that does real estate. Make sure you work with someone like Ace, who does loans, who do, works with lenders, who works with agents, who works with buyers. It's like you said in the beginning, it's all about the team. And I am yeah. so thrilled to be able to get this magazine in Palm Beach. People are going to love it, as I always Coming love it. I was, Coming out uh, this week. <laughs> oh, good. I can't wait. And you'll have to come on again. I'd love to. Always love to, to really to you. love to have something. you again. And all of you, look out for Dan's papers, and I'm going to get the first copy, and I'll talk about it next week on the show. Thank you Wonderful. so much, Vicki. Wonderful having you. Thank you, Daddy. Have a great weekend. Bye. You too. So, guys, we are coming to, I think, the end of the show again. So, I, I there's so much information to give out that I don't know where time goes. Um I wanted Vicky to be on because really she's coming out with a paper for Palm Beach that's going to be great. And Dan's paper is a legend and she's a legend. Uh, so Ace and, and Stephen, next week, can we talk about really some of the basics of when you're competing for an offer like uh, from a legal end, Stephen and Ace, what you should look for, what happens when there's multiple offers? Because there's also some confusion on how brokers handle multiple offers and maybe Stephen, like what advice you would give your sellers when they're receiving multiple offers and ace uh a little about the bank appraisal and what that really means and again because prices are 
are, are going up faster than we can catch up with, uh, a lot of times the appraisal might come in short. And that really doesn't mean that you're buying an overpriced house. Um, I'd love, Ace, if you could give us uh, some, some information about that. What do you think, guys? Yeah, yeah Dottie, I, do. I, I think yeah, it's, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. No, no, I'm sorry, Steve. It's just a real topic that people are, are experiencing real time right now, and it couldn't have really? been, um, you know, a, a better topic to discuss next week. Definitely. Yeah, and, 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 and I think people have the wrong idea of what that exactly means. Uh, and as I said, we just, again, we're looking for, again, if you're, you know, if you're like, if you're like one of those people that ask me, oh, Dottie, should I wait? No, don't wait because the prices aren't going down, okay? Uh, don't buy just to buy. Uh but if you are looking and you are in the market and you do or you want to sell, uh, now is probably the best time uh, because, as, again, we don't know exactly when the interest rates are going to go up. And, of course, they're not going to go up to like 15% or something like that that we had to deal with. Uh, but they are going to go up. So, obviously, that gives people less buying power. So, uh, I would say you can't time the market perfectly. Don't try to. Uh, but if you're looking to sell and you're looking to buy or relocate, and I have a lot of tips for you, we're going to talk a lot about that next week on our show next week. Uh, with that, I think we have a short show today. God, it feels like uh, over. Uh, we, we look forward to being with you next week and have a safe and healthy, healthy next week. And if you didn't get your vaccine, Make sure you get it. We'll be back next week. Signing off and saying goodbye from everyone. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.